Hello and welcome to History for Weirdos. We are your hosts, Andrew and Stephanie. And each week, we're going to take you on a journey into the strange, obscure, and relentlessly entertaining corners of human history. Now listen up, friends, because it's about to get weird. What's up, weirdos? I am Stephanie. And I'm Andrew. And we are your co-hosts for... History for Weirdos. Yeah, and welcome to episode number 11. Yes, can you believe it's already episode number 11? No, I'm not, it, it's really flown by. I know, it this has. This has been super um, fun and enjoyable to do, so... I know, I really like this. I've I learned a too. lot from you. Oh, thanks, babe. I've learned a lot from you, too. Aww. That's so sweet. Oh, we're so cute. And we hope you guys have learned a lot, too. <laughs> or, or even just a You little. know, just incidental learning, honestly. Hopefully exactly. you've just been at least, like, entertained by our, like, you know, ramblings and... And the weirdness. Yeah. The weirdness of our stories. Um, we know that we are all still um, in quarantine, sort of, mm-hmm. um, going through a lot of changes. I mean, even just from last week's episode... We've gone through so many changes. Right. I think the big one being on Friday, the governor of California pretty much issued like a statewide lockdown. Yeah, like the um, safe stay at home. Yeah, safe the stay at home, safe at home act or something mm-hmm. like that where we're not really allowed to like go outside. I mean, you can and we have, but it's more of like you shouldn't mm-hmm. unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. And when we say we've gone, we've gone outside, we've gone outside like just us two and we live together and. We just stay away from other people, but right. we need we like take our dog on walks. We are um, in Los Angeles, so we go like towards the ocean. But it's been nuts. I'm sure everyone's adjusting to so many things, and we really hope that during this time, your podcasts and your audiobooks or your TV shows or whatever are giving you a little bit of solace, a little bit mm-hmm. of an escape, and we really hope that our show can do that for you, too. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe instead of listening to this while, like, on your way to work, you're hopefully listening to this while you're, like, chopping vegetables or something. Yeah, doing dishes, going for a walk. Yeah, it's whatever. probably, honestly, probably some much-deserved, like, peace mm-hmm. and quiet away from, like, the hustle and bustle of, like, crazy work life. Exactly. So I'm super excited because I think you picked... An episode that is also kind of related to what we're going through, right? Yes, it's actually incredibly relevant um, yes. to right now. I'm excited. Yeah, and even more so with this, with this uh, lockdown that was mm. issued by the governor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. So tell me, babe, what is the story for this week? So the story for this week is about a lady mm-hmm. by the name of... Typhoid Mary. And it's Typhoid Mary was her not, birth name. I was gonna say it's not her birth <laughs> name. That's the moniker she was given. Her Christian name wasn't Typhoid Mary. <laughs> her Christian name was Mary something or rather another. But okay. more so than her though, I and I'll get into this in a little bit, but it's more so on a cautionary tale of mm. why social distancing mm-hmm. and general hygiene are so important. Okay. So and before I even get into, like, the meat of this story, mm-hmm. I'm going to do 
what I always forget to do and cite my sources. Okay, go for it. So I'm not going to be turned into some running gag joke. You're turning yourself into a running gag joke. Uh, whatever, I'm fine <laughs> with it. <laughs> so this one I've actually, I did a lot of research. So there's a, there's like a kind of a laundry list <laughs> of like, like articles. I actually put effort into this <laughs> yeah. episode. You know what? Normally I put in minimal effort. This one I put like in slightly above minimal effort. So. But please listen to our podcast. Yeah, Thank it's you. really good. Uh, <laughs> so. Okay, so I've gotten my sources um, mm-hmm. this week from G- National Geo, the Annals of Gastroenterology. Wow, that I butchered that. Um, that was a riveting read, by the way. Encyclopedia Britannica, uh-huh. the Smithsonian Magazine, History Channel, mm-hmm. the British Columbia Centers for Disease Control, mm-hmm. and of course, Wikipedia. Those all sound like great sources. Yeah, because also Wikipedia, because you cannot have anything without wikipedia yeah we can't live without wikipedia absolutely not so and you know and i kind of mentioned this already but in this episode i'm really going to stray away from speaking too much about typhoid mary and actually Mm. really just focus on the disease its prevention and most importantly the prevention of spreading this disease so the efforts around typhoid mary exactly and typhoid fever Mm -hmm. and and i will admit this was a pretty tough episode to kind of structure okay because there's a lot of moving pieces and again like i don't want to focus too much on typhoid mary because in her time she was made um a villain she was Mm. absolutely demonized and like she did deserve some of it i'll you know admittedly she was not blameless but I'm not going to add any more negative energy her way yeah. because she already got more than her fair share. Actually, it's funny when you told me that you the this episode was going to be around Typhoid Mary. I was actually really interested because I thought to myself, like, I don't really know anything about that story. Mm-hmm. I only really know the name. And I'm sure this is actually very true for a lot of people because it's used as kind of like um, a... like pejorative derogatory thing to say to someone who's like being uncleanly yes or is like around you when they're sick you're like okay typhoid mary yes absolutely that's kind of the only reason i know the name at all yeah and it's funny that was like literally my next point Mm -hmm. um i mean literally like i and right here like focus on mary is more of a personification of like unwitting carriers Mm -hmm. of disease rather than you know like a a horrible person herself but then you know of course that just became you know she became like the just the personification of terrible like people that sucks because it's obviously not like no one chooses to have a disease like that. Yeah. And be a carrier of anything negative. Exactly. Yeah. And it, she was a person. She was a person. Yeah. Good traits and bad traits, just like all of us, I'm sure. Absolutely. And you know what was so interesting researching her and the time she lived in, as there were a lot of similarities. And mm-hmm. again, this is why I kind of chose this. Um, there's a lot of similarities between what was going on in her time mm-hmm. at the turn of the century and what is going on right now with COVID-19. This is so, so interesting. Like we said this with last week's episode talking mm-hmm. about Isaac Newton and the bubonic plague, but we're totally living in some weird history yes, these days. absolutely. And by the way, I'm just going to plug for my beautiful wife here uh-huh. that if you haven't listened to episode Aww. 10, that Isaac, <laughs> Isaac Newton was quarantined too. Highly suggest listening to it. It was a really good episode. Oh, thanks, babe. Yeah, yeah. You're awesome. So are you. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have married someone who wasn't awesome, so. Very true, very true. <laughs> <laughs> so let's transition now into the story mm-hmm. itself. So again, I'm going to 
to be, you know, to keep true to my word, I'm not going to focus too much on Mary, but I will give on give about some of her information just, you know, because it's relevant for the story. Okay. So Mary was a cook, you know, primarily for wealthy families starting around the year 1900. 1900. And constantly bounced around in employment during this time, during that, like, first decade. And almost like clockwork, what would happen would was people in the household would get sick, you know, with typhoid. And primarily, not always, but almost, almost always. Um, and she would find employment elsewhere. Um, so would she leave because people were sick? Yes. Uh-huh. And it's not, and again, like this is, uh, it's important for me to state this. It wasn't, it's like, oh, I'm causing this. I need to bounce. It's more of like, oh, people are sick. I don't want to get sick too. I'm going to uh-huh. bounce. Yeah, of course. And they probably, when you're that sick, you probably aren't in the position to be employing a staff member anyway. You exactly. You might just want people out of your home. Exactly. And so, you know, this happened for a couple, or for more than a couple, like, for years. And in 1906, a civil engineer by trade by the name of George Soper, or mm-hmm. Soper, I'm going to go with Soper. I like Soper. That's Soper, a cool name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was called in to investigate a, um, a particular typhoid outbreak. And again, like, I know, I said civil engineer by trade. What? Yeah. But he made a name for himself as a disease detective <laughs> who would study why and how outbreaks would occur. He even called himself, in, and this is in quotes, an epidemic detective. That's so cool. I know. I was like, wow, this guy's, like, that's a really cool job. And he just created it for himself. Yeah. And, like, he was, I mean, smart guy, but civil engineer by trade. Nothing so to do with different. biology. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to do with medicine at all. Exactly. Nothing. Oh, that's so cool. I wonder how he got into that. Yeah, I I didn't go that, I didn't dive down the rabbit hole that far. Yeah. But I think I might. Also, listeners, if you know, please tell us so I don't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you know. Enable my that. laziness. Yes, please. Yeah. So he theorized that one person could be a carrier and spread typhoid unwittingly. That's and actually pretty advanced and accurate for someone with It is, a- and I was going to say, this would later, of course, be proven to be correct, an asymptomatic carrier. Right, which is what one of the biggest fears with COVID-19 is right now. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and again, yes, that's a really good observation because that is um, one of the many things that's kind of like correlating between like what happened then and mm-hmm. what's happening now. Mm-hmm. Can I interrupt for Absolutely. A, a question that you may not know the answer to, so I might be embarrassing you in front of Ooh, everyone. Nice. What... Are the symptoms of typhoid fever? Like, what is it? Uh, fever, rash, just kind of, it's nothing like crazy, crazy. Uh-huh. And also, um, mixture of constipation and diarrhea. Oh, what a bad combo. Because I'll get into it, but one of, it's basically spread by fecal matter. Okay. Is Much it- si- similar to, um, what was in the, in the, this podcast will kill you episode that we listened to. I think it cholera? was, it was cholera. cholera yeah. Yeah. Um, is it very deadly, typhoid fever? And not in particular, but like I think something around like be. yeah, like something like ten to fifteen percent back mm. then were deadly. Mm. Now it's less than one percent. But yeah, I'm sure now. But back then, but back then it's, it's, that's that's a good pretty amount scary for like you know especially for el- like again for elderly folks yeah and for young children or young people right uh-huh. like very young like, like babies, kids babies yeah. and like young very 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 young children similar to COVID nineteen. Right, except I think nuggets today aren't actually too much in danger. It's more immunocompromised people. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, the worry with kids and the big thing that I've heard at least, so I don't know, but I've heard this from the doctors that I've worked with, is that children are 
carriers. They will oh. very likely be for this specific um, disease. They'd be the asymptomatic carriers. Mm, just, interesting. Yeah, running around, touching each other, sneezing in each other's faces, coming home and touching the grown-ups in their house. Yeah, and what's crazy is just a little over 100 years ago, that was only a theory. Mm-hmm. Asymptomatic carriers, of course, is, is scientific law today, but that was only a theory back then. Right, because... Without the technology, how do you prove that that's accurate? Because the yeah. person is asymptomatic. They, they had rudimentary labs they could test it, but like again, asymptomatic, right? right? It, like you have to seek the person out. It's not like even today, like in the United States, it's hard to get COVID nineteen like testing, testing, yeah. right? But like back then, psh, back forget then, forget about it. Yeah, science and medicine were still so new, right? Pretty Crazy. much, man. So, um. You know, this, of course, though, and I'm going to I'm going to speak on this a little bit later, mm-hmm. uh, but this would spark an intense debate on uh, personal autonomy versus public health. Wow, that's a debate we still have today in exactly. so many areas. It is. So now going back to our boy, Mr. George Soper, he was eventually able to trace the root cause of the disease to Mary and found her wow. employed in a Park Avenue brownstone mansion at the time. So very bougie, yeah, very obviously. bougie people. Mm-hmm. And um, the dish that was the main culprit of all the diseases mm-hmm. was one of the, her favorite desserts. She'd like to make ice cream with freshly cut peaches. Yep, not kidding. That's how what? that was That's the main how she dish. Was getting people sick was yes. through ice cream. Ice cream. How and just like unknowingly awful is that? getting people yeah, sick. Yeah, unknowingly. That's the worst because you think you're making a sweet treat for everybody to enjoy and it is not. It's like, oh, no. How about you're just going to get super sick and possibly die instead? Wow. Yeah. So and what's crazy is like other foods that she made were almost always cooked and the heat likely killed the disease. (gasps) Yes. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't get people sick. Mm -hmm. So and then once our boy George confronted her with evidence and asked for a stool sample and a urine (laughs) sample. Um, I'm sure she was offended. Oh, it gets better. Oh, yeah, yeah, she was offended all right. She lunged at him with a carving knife. Yeah, because how her livelihood is being a cook. Right. So imagine, and it depends on how he delivered it. If he's like, you're making people sick with your food, lady. Give me some of your poop and some of your pee so I can prove it. You're very astute because that I am, I'm going to, again, like another thing I'm going to touch on later, Uh but that is something that I was going to bring up later. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll have like a little bit of a deep dive into that as well. I'm ready. Yes, and so now though, I just want to put a quick pause mm-hmm. on like the, this part of the story and just give a little bit of background on typhoid fever because I don't think I've done this. Mm-hmm. So one thing that's different though about typhoid versus COVID nineteen is it's ca- it's caused by a bacteria mm-hmm. um, not called a virus, okay. not a virus. Yeah, called Salmonella typhi. Ugh. Salmonella. Which yeah, which is a salmonella. Yeah, a type of salmonella. Exactly. So salmonella typhi or typhi, mm-hmm. also known as S typhi, are bacteria that infect the intestinal tract and blood. The disease is referred to as typhoid fever, mm-hmm. um, and the disease is common in many developing countries where mm-hmm. sewage and water treatment systems are poor. Right. And you know this, and the bacteria is spread by food or water mm-hmm. contaminated with fecal matter Mm -hmm. and of course like this was much more prevalent in the u.s back in the day so again like around this time turn of the century right not so much now it's actually very rare in the united states now Mm -hmm. do and that's like solely due to like much healthier hygienic practices that we have today yeah even yeah even i'd imagine in um obviously more lower 
income areas, there's we still have the infrastructure, right? For exactly sanitation and plumbing. Yeah, systems. we have like even like all restaurants pretty much have like very rudimentary like sanitation um, systems mm-hmm. that like pretty much eliminate this. Mm-hmm. So which is nice. So now back to our regular uh, program scheduling. Ha mm-hmm. ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wrote that on my notes, no. and I thought it was like it was semi funny. <laughs> Only semi though, not that funny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> Please laugh. <laughs> so our boy Soper inspired a woman by the name of Dr. S. Josephine Baker, mm-hmm. who would be a big deal on her own right, actually, as she became the first woman to earn a doctorate in public health. Yay! Yeah, How pretty cool. cool. Yeah, so she was a little bit of a trailblazer. The first woman. What yeah. a badass. And she was a badass. Um, her mission, and pretty much her sole mission, um, and throughout her entire career that spanned decades mm-hmm. was to improve public health. And she was Huge. vigilant yeah. in that mission. Um, That's so crucial. Yeah. I mean, if hundred percent crucial, mm-hmm. like a lot of her efforts probably are felt to this day. That's amazing. She, yeah. Yeah. Like a hundred years in the future. That's so nuts. It must've been very difficult to be a woman at that time and try to have some sort of authority over. Right. Especially being the very first one. Being the very first one. So she would have been a weirdo in her own right. She was a weirdo. I know she almost like, if we knew more about her, she probably wouldn't get an episode. Of course. Yay, Josephine. That would be, a, as I say, a deep cut. Dr. Baker, you said? Dr. S. Josephine Baker. Okay, cool. So uh, eventually she came to marry and as escorted by five coppers <laughs> and had Mary arrested and sent to quarantine. Oh, so yeah. they forcibly had to quarantine Exactly. Her. She was not, like I said, she was not messing around. But she did remark later on that, and this is in quotes, this mm-hmm. is a direct quote from her. Dr. Baker? Dr. Baker. It was Mary's tragedy that she could not trust us. So I don't know if that's really necessarily, like, she has a little bit of regret or if she's just like, well, like, it's her tragedy and, mm-hmm. like, it's solely on her. That's interesting. Very interesting. And I understand her, like, her thought process because a little bit about her, I did do a, a teeny bit of a deep dive on mm-hmm. her as well. Her dad died from, like, a preventable um, mm. disease. I don't re- I don't recall what it was, mm-hmm. but it was something that was contagious. Mm-hmm. And probably just very common at the time. Exactly. And, yeah, if people don't take the right health precautions. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of inspired her. And I think that's why she had such a hardline stance. She was very mission-driven. Exactly. How old was Mary? Are you going to get to Mary? Um, or no? no, I purposely left out a lot of her details just because I didn't want to like, like focus it on her. Yeah. It was more focusing be on like, like look at the this, events. Yeah, look yeah. at this criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think she was, I mean, if you do want to know, like I'll give a little bit about her, I guess. Like she was born, I think in, in 1876, or mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact date, but it was in around that time in mm-hmm. Ireland, actually. Mm-hmm. She was an Irish immigrant that mm-hmm. came to the United States and then started working um, in... Uh, yeah, like as a cook in mm-hmm. like around 1900 in New York City. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, I just wanted a little bit of context because like it does sound bad, I think, on the outside of like you think of these people are telling you these authorities, these specialists are saying even though you don't feel sick, you are making other people sick. We know it's not intentional, but you need to isolate yourself. Mm-hmm. Sounds like bad for her to have been so resistant 
Um, but it kind of makes sense that you say she was an Irish American immigrant at the time. Yeah. I wouldn't trust authority either. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, that's another reason why, like you're touching on all these points I'm going to be making. Oh, we're so connected. We are. Oh my we gosh. are. It's like, it's like we're in love. <laughs> are we? Wait, what? 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 Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so they quarantined Mary they quarantined, by force. Yeah. By force. And at the hospital where Mary was confined, mm-hmm. she tested positive as an asymptomatic carrier of the disease, confirming wow. Soper's suspicion all along. Soper was right. Soper was ahead of his time. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. So, and Mary thought, though, this was oh, bogus. I mean, it wasn't cool that she had typhoid. No. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's so cool. Cool, so cool that, that his theory proved yes. to be correct. And without any, like, education, background training. Right, cool. exactly. Background. You yeah. could be whatever you want to be, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think we've had enough cheesiness for this episode. <laughs> it's the quarantine. It's making I know. us loopy. It, it, I think it is. Um, so anyways, though, like, Mary thought this was bogus because she was like, I'm <laughs> not sick. Like, how could I be the one spreading something, well, like, when I'm not even affected? And it, to her point, like... That makes sense. That makes sense. Like, you know, at the time, especially because Mm -hmm. like this wasn't even taught in like scientific textbooks yet. Right. Like, like this was a theory that was literally just like proved correct. Like just now, just now. So it's like, you helped us. And you know what? I I took a text from, um, one of the, the articles Mm -hmm. here and this is pretty almost a direct quote. I paraphrase it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but like, it's extremely likely that Malone never understood the meaning of being a carrier, particularly since she exhibited no symptoms herself. Mm -hmm. The only cure doctors told Malone was to remove her gallbladder, which she refused. Mm -hmm. She was dubbed typhoid Mary by the New York Mm -hmm. American in 1909. And unfortunately for her, especially the name stuck. Yeah, she was villainized. Absolutely villainized. Um, I'm going to do a very quick social worker soapbox. Okay. <laughs> social worker soapbox. Something, <laughs> something we talk so, so much about um, as healthcare, as like mental healthcare professionals, is the importance of what we call psychoeducation, which is I don't like tell my clients like to do something or present an option for them, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's like a a treatment modality or whatever, without explaining my reasoning as to why and making sure that I do it in terms that they understand and that they can get behind. So, and that's what a lot of social workers do in hospital settings and healthcare settings is helping to be that sort of bridge between the medical professionals and the patient's and the family of the patients, um, as well as like, you know, navigating the complexities of, of treatment planning and the healthcare system and stuff. So Mm -hmm. just saying that in this case, I'd imagine if that wasn't done for Mary, no wonder she was resistant, right? That's big, scary news to get. That is, it's, it's, it's crazy that you say that actually. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse right now because like that's something else that I was going to touch on later. Yes. Well, I got to do a social work plug because it's also Social Work Appreciation Month. Well, I appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) If you know any social workers, tell them you appreciate them, especially during this time when a lot are working their butts off. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So 
I think um, going back to the story here, I think, <laughs> <laughs> not about social workers. I know. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I know, but you're used to it. You guys are always ignored. <laughs> Thanks, <babe. laughs> That makes it so much better. I know. Okay, so, but basically, like, speaking of social worker, though, you actually would have been helpful here because Mary Yay. was essentially being held against her will right. in quarantine without proper charges against her mm. and causing that public debate that I had mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So, and to keep true... For, like you know, to my word from earlier, I will briefly mention that she was released mm-hmm. and she tried to work in like a laundromat or like, you know, whatever the early 20th century yeah. version of that was mm-hmm. and didn't really work out. And she did something that probably wasn't good, um, took up an alias and started working as a cook again. Mm-hmm. Again, though, like I, I have surprising. to say, it's not surprising, one. And two, I have to say, though, like, that it's not... I don't think it was like, oh, she was malicious, she was a sociopath, she didn't care. Oh, no. I just thought she was like, wow, this is just BS, man. Like, literally, I'm not sick, and I need to feed myself. Yeah, because, like, she <laughs> a made job. a lot more money as a cook versus yeah. as, like, a laundry person. Especially a cook for bougie families. Yeah. And so... She was eventually caught, and mm-hmm. lo and behold, she was sent back into quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and then I have to say, though, like, after doing all of this research, mm-hmm. I I don't see her as the villain of the story. And for that's for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, and this is something that we, that you touched on as well, mm-hmm. I blame the lack of education, as she quite possibly died without being convinced. That's me snapping. That she, <laughs> <laughs> she was convinced that, you know, she was actually the cause of the disease being spread. Yes. Um, I mean, germ theory was only recently being accepted as scientific law at this point, right? Only a couple decades before. Yeah. Um, So there's tons of doctors who were never educated on germ theory still practicing at that time. Yeah, exactly. So how are we supposed to know, like, some cook, like, how is she supposed to know about this stuff? Exactly. Um, It's a very limited understanding of hygiene when it came to disease um, prevention. For everyone. For everyone. And also, and then again, this is something else that you touched on. Mm -hmm. Also, when confronted by Stober and Baker... Um, the first-hand accounts pretty much say that they didn't really do a good job explaining what was going on. They, you know, and not uh, not only that, they it was a very nuanced position she was in. Mm-hmm. They did not even remotely begin to explain that nuance correctly mm-hmm. or, like, effectively. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, like, how would you like it if some rando walks up to you and was like, you cause people to get sick and die, including children, now poop in this cup and pee in this cup? <laughs> So, like, yeah, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah, and and they didn't, like, case manager hat on. They didn't think, like, this is her livelihood. Like, we, right. how can we help her get back into the world without get being a cook and getting people sick if we really care so much about preventing the spread of this disease? I know. They were just like, we're going to blame you and lock you up. Exactly. Because it seems like the easier solution to them. It does. It definitely yeah. does. Like, I see their point, yeah. right? Like, the, like especially um, Baker's point of, mm-hmm. like, you know, being in her shoes, she wants to prevent future disease. But mm-hmm. also, like, Mary's, you know, point also kind of sucks, right? Yeah, she's like, like, well, I want to like, live. I'm not sick. Like, I'm, you know, like, I'm, I create good food. Mm-hmm. And I want to continue making a living, right? Mm-hmm. And again, like, it's, it's a tough debate. This is so interesting, babe. Like we had said at the beginning, mm-hmm. I had only ever heard it as, like, don't be a typhoid Mary right. sort of context. And this is so much more nuanced. It's than... much more nuanced than I had even, like, imagined. Yeah. 
This is a very difficult, like, ethical debate here, actually. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there's a lot of good points on both sides, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, now stepping away from, like, you know, intense, like, nuance yeah. on ethics, mm-hmm. a little fun fact and a little, a little plug yes. um, for a podcast that I'm listening to, uh-huh. actually, called The History of Rome. Yes. Great podcast, by the way. If you're not listening to it, highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of Roman history, which I am. But... Um, a Roman statesman and scholar by the name of Marcus Terentius Vero, mm-hmm. who lived from 116 BC to 27 BC, mm-hmm. um, believed that disease occurred due to minute creatures too small for the naked eyes to see. What? Yes, germ th- antiquity germ theory, right there. What a genius! Yes, and he was, and he, like. He wouldn't be proved right for almost 2,000 years, but he would be proved right. That's nuts. And he must have sounded so cuckoo at the time. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It sounds almost like fairies or like something. (laughs) Exactly. These teeny little creatures we can't see. I know. Are spreading disease. And that's exactly right. Yeah. and Viruses and bacteria. Actually, like, sir, like... A little bit, like, more intense than that. But, like, you're pretty much right, man. I'm so interested in hearing how he came up with that theory. Who knows? Maybe it was just, like, it was just something that he was, like, you know, it sounds good. I mean, because there's no <laughs> way, right? There's no, no, no way. this sounds good. There's, like, no way he would have known that. I but, don't know. interestingly enough, also, the day, the year he died was also the, the year that uh, historians say that the Roman Empire started, right? That the... the oh. The, um... The Republic transformed into the Empire. That's super BC. interesting. Yeah, what an interesting so, coincidence. Very interesting coincidence as well. Mm-hmm. First thing that I saw there. And his name was Marcus Terranius. Marcus Terentius Vero. Terentius Vero. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Born of equestrian rank. If any of you guys are Roman nerds like me, I was wondering what his rank <laughs> yeah. was. I'm glad it's equestrian. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and also, okay. Now, enough about Rome. Uh-huh. Um, going back to our girl, Typhoid Mary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no one's ever called her our girl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But secondly, though, she was one of hundreds later identified as asymptomatic carriers, and she was the That's... only one to be confined against her will. Because they found an enemy. They found someone yes. to blame. Oh. And not only that, her second quarantine lasted decades, and she died in isolation, more or less. So that's what um, Baker was referring to. Yeah, exactly. In the quote you shared. Because like the, her first isolation was only like a couple years, and then the second one was decades. Um, but must, such a bummer. Interestingly, though, like towards the end especially, mm-hmm. like I think she had like found God, and like she was there um, voluntarily. Like at first it was obviously not, and then eventually it was like, oh, you know what, maybe I should just be in here. Mm. Like she's just used to it. Wow. Yeah. And That's for me, mm-hmm. the big lesson to come out of all this, though. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Okay, but just kidding. But, like, seriously, though. Wash, your hands, wash your hands. And public health education is so important. Exactly. And you know what, though? Like, to kind of 
tie this into like where we are now. Yeah. I think it's so important to be practicing the social distancing to prevent disease, right? Right. And like again, like even if you think this is overblown and or overblown, and you know what? It possibly could be, right? It's I mean, possible. But people are dying. But people are dying, right? And I'm just saying, like, I'm just playing the devil's advocate here and saying, like, even if it is overblown, it's a little it's better to be like safe than sorry, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To like be practicing these things. I mean, that are good habits anyways. Like, give people their personal space. Yeah. Wash your hands. Mm-hmm. You know? I think those are kind of good things that we should be doing anyways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and you know, right now especially to, like, just get this thing over with, flatten that curve. Mm-hmm. Um, we really just need to be practicing this social distancing. Um, mm-hmm. And just get rid of this darn disease that's ruining our lives. Well... I've been playing a lot of video games recently, so maybe it's, like, helping my life. Oh, my gosh. When you were, like, done, when you were getting towards the end of that, I was mm-hmm. going to be like, amen, amen, and then you brought up your video game, so no amen. <laughs> I get, like, a retracted amen. <laughs> retracted. Yeah. Like an anti-amen. That's This was crazy because, you know what, I was just thinking of while you were speaking as well, is that mm-hmm. we're all... You know, those of us, you know, if you're listening, you have access to technology, to information. Um, Many of us in the world do now, not everyone, but a Mm -hmm. lot of us are fortunate enough to Google, like, why do I need to wash my hands? Or, like, what's the point of social distancing? Poor Mary had no one explain anything to her. They barely understood it themselves. Absolutely. So we're very, very fortunate. Definitely keep yourselves informed. There's lots of, you know, look up credible sources. Mm-hmm. If it helps you, like you're a questioner in the four tendencies. Oh, Andrew right. is a questioner. Very much so. If you don't know the four tendencies, Google it. It's really cool. And you love to gain information and then you accept or reject things. Exactly. Um, which I think is good for all of us. You know, mm-hmm. it's good to question your sources. It's good to not just take things at face value, but we are so lucky. All the things we can just look up from our phones in our pockets. Right. We have so much information, just the grasp at our fingertips. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So that pretty much wraps up my episode for this week. That's so interesting. Yes, I hope you liked it. I did. Thank you so much for reframing Typhoid Mary. Exactly. She deserves it. I definitely wanted to do that because I don't think she got like a a square deal. Right. Who who likes the government being like, we're going to lock you up for, uh, we're not going to tell you why, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. No one would appreciate that. Yeah, it's not. It's I would not rate that as chill. Yes, I would rate that as very unchill. Yeah, or even not chill. Ooh, not chill. Not chill. Not chill with a period at the end. Ooh, ouch. Not that hurt chill. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If you like this episode, please hit that subscribe button and mm-hmm. rate us. We definitely want to hear your feedback. Yeah. Let us know what kind of stories. We've done like such a variety. Right. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what we should focus more on. Yeah, and if you have examples... We've already done one fan example. Mm-hmm. If you have another one, let us know. Yes, email us at history4weirdos at gmail.com. And that's F-O-R, not the numeral four. Mm-hmm. And then you can also find us on Instagram at history4weirdos, mm-hmm. as well as Twitter at history4weirdos, and then also at TikTok 
at history underscore four underscore weirdos. Yes. Thank you all so much for, for listening, for everyone that has been listening and the people that reach out or text us or whatever it is to let us know that you've enjoyed these episodes. That means so much to us because we really enjoy making them for you. Absolutely. This has definitely been such a joy. I've liked this more than I even thought I would, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, me too. And we hope you guys do as well. Well, thank you so much, weirdos. All right, weirdos. Until next time. We'll catch you next week. Goodbye.